Hey everybody, welcome back to the No Regrets Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Morton, and I'm joined today by my beautiful wife, Carla. Hello. And hey, again, we just say thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to us, and we really do want to hear from you. Uh, we're getting ready probably in a couple of weeks to do a show based on listener questions. So I know you're out there because we can see that people actually are listening, but we would love if you would just pop us some of your questions, things you'd like us to talk about and address. And you can do that to www.noregrets, that's N-O-R-E-G-R-E-T-Z dot O-R-G. And we would love to respond to those. Yes. So listen out for them. All right. Now, um, hey, this week is a follow-up to the podcast we did with my son and future daughter-in-law, Cole and Gemma, that we dropped last week. Uh, They're getting ready to get married in about five Five months. months, Yeah. Five months. And so we thought it would be good to couple that podcast with one that's really designed more for those that are... uh, thinking about getting married or you're engaged or maybe you've got kids that are or getting to that age yeah or 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 any of those things so this isn't so much this one isn't exactly for married couples although i do think there's still principles that apply there uh but really it's for those and anybody you know that's really at that stage where they're thinking about getting married and this could be a second marriage this could be, you know. That's true. So sometimes we just think about when we talk about pre prep for marriage, then it's always, you know, you're 20, but no, nope, you might be 50. Some of these 50. things especially might even be more appropriate there. We'll get to those in a second. But we thought we would do a show on 10 things you need to know before you say I do. So, Catchy title. Okay, hit it. All right, let's hit it. Let's start with the first one. Uh, the first one is this idea of being equally yoked. And what that means, of course, is if you're listening and you're a believer, you're a Christian, then you absolutely want to be dating another believer, another Christian. So God's word is really very clear about the fact that we don't, and it uses the terminology, we don't want to be unequally yoked. And that means we do not want to hook together, to harness together, to be linked with someone in the marriage relationship that is not another believer. And so if you're listening and you're thinking of dating, you're getting involved with somebody, if you, if they're not a believer, that really needs to be a no. Because I can tell you there is going to be heartache and challenge beyond words to do that. And so you really want to be, that needs to be a number one. I'm not even going to entertain the idea of dating or getting serious with anybody that doesn't share my faith. And so, you know, the verse actually would apply more than just marriage. But since we're talking about marriage, we're talking about a business partnership. We're talking about your closest friends that scripture says, hey, you want to do those closest relationships. And there's not a closer relationship than marriage with people who have the same desires and goals that you do. And that's to really honor God with their lives. Um, You know, I, I think you said there that, you know, how important it is. And so that's why you need to know that 
before you ever start in a relationship with somebody. Yeah. That doesn't need to be something that happens, you know, a month or two down the road. I'll find out later on. Where they are in their, you know, religion, their faith, what they believe. You want to know that up front, truly. Yeah. And so that principle also goes the other way, and then we'll get to the next one. But that also means that, hey, if you're not a believer, then you should marry somebody who's not a believer. If you're a Buddhist, marry a Buddhist. If you're a Muslim, marry a Muslim, so on and so on. That's what that principle of equally yoked means. All right. uh, Number two, think with your head, not your heart. Mm. Very hard to do at times. Be careful. And maybe um, I'm not going to say and point my finger at females, but sometimes you don't want to be ruled by your emotions. You want to be ruled by principles. It means you want to make decisions based on principles. Why? Well, because... Um, the principles are the things that you want to, and are saying, this is what I'm living by. This is what I believe. This is what is core to me, central. And I'm not going to compromise on any of those things. The challenge happens when we emotionally enjoy, like, or feeling the butterflies, have the glasses on the rose colored glasses and we see what we want to see and we may not really see what's truly there and then we end up making an emotional decision because it feels so good and so right so how could it not be right yeah and so we're not saying emotions are bad no they're wonderful and they're a part of it yeah emotions have no rational Yes, they're just emotions. They're emotions. The way they're hormonal, they're how you're responding, those feelings you get. And they're great, but don't let your emotions override wisdom and making decisions based on the principles of Scripture about the kind of person that you need to be looking for to marry and spend the rest of your life with. And, And that leads us straight into number three. And oftentimes you get people that overlook all those important things because they believe in this idea of the myth of the one. Yeah. And that is, you know, that's the hallmark thing. There's one person for you. And, you know, that's not biblical. Paul tells us in Corinthians when he's talking about a woman, when she chooses to marry, she can choose whoever she pleases under the Lord. As long as they're a believer and they're following scripture and they're seeking after God, you can choose whoever you want want. to marry. You've got it. Well, so there's tremendous freedom in that. Yes, and I think the other thing is, and if you've listened to some of our other podcasts, you know we we speak on this a lot. the The challenge is if you get in your mind and you believe that myth that there's only one, so you go out and you find this one that you now believe is your one. You've got them. Well, what happens when you get down the road and you hit those first bumps, those first conflicts, challenges? Well. If you think there's only one, then guess what the easy answer is? Well, I was wrong. I didn't find the one. So this must not be the one. So I need to get out of this so I can go look for the one. So you can see it's really a perpetuating problem 
Is that a bad word, Johnny? A perpetuating problem. Well, it could be. It's if a you problem. Get, it's a problem. Or maybe it's not perpetuating. Okay. So anyway, so it's a problem. So you do not, you want to think about the fact that there's principles, as you said, that you want to look for. But man, there may be a number of people that would meet those kind of qualifications. And so some of it's just going to be your likes, your interest, your attraction to them. But again, there may be way more than one person that yeah, you really no, could choose. Yeah, not only can it be a problem down the line, but I think on the front end, I think when you get sort of fixed that, oh, this is the one, then you may overlook a whole lot of issues there. That's true, because you you're know, just I, convinced you found them. And so if there are other red flags and concerns, you're just not going to study that. Yeah. In, in Gary Thomas's video series, he gives an example. He talks about a phone call he was on with a girl that was talking about it. And this was a guy who was, I mean, he was unkind to her. He was probably verbally abusive. He cheated on her, but she stuck with him because he was the one. Uh-huh. Yeah. So don't get caught up in that myth because that's not biblical. That's fantasy land. All right, number four, uh, character matters. You go all the way back to, and this goes back to one of our past presidential elections when there were some questions about the character of the president and the, the mantra of his party was character doesn't really matter. In marriage, character matters. In pretty much all of life, character matters. It does matter, and that is what is the depth of your relationship, not some of the other stuff. So if you choose to overlook this, this can be huge. Yeah, and it's, you know, and we talk about that because Scripture talks about it in the form of, you know, it says, hey, beauty fades. People are going to change over time. Go look at my wedding picture and look at me today, and it is the perfect example of that. Yes, it is. Um, People do not know. People think I'm on a second marriage here. But when you look at it and when you go through scripture and you look at, hey, what are the things I'm supposed to look for in someone I choose to spend my life with? Every one of those talk about that person's character. Yeah. Because that becomes the most important thing down the line. So that's what you want to look at. You want to look at their character. And so part of that takes us into our next one. And that's number uh, number five. Hey, you want to live with them. Not only live with them. You want to be in a Do relationship with them, with them. And go through life, as we say, go through the seasons. I can remember my son Kemper saying this. I asked him. He was dating somebody. Eventually, he didn't marry her. And I said, well, what do you think? Do you think she's somebody you could spend the, your life with? And he says, I don't know yet. He says, I need to see her through the different seasons. And what he meant by that was not winter, spring, summer, fall, although it could take a year. He says, I want to see her. What's she like when things are good? What's she like when things are bad? What's she like when she's sick? What's she like when she doesn't get her way? And all of those things, are they the same person? Is this the kind of person that I really want to spend the rest of my life with? You want to see them at their best, but you also want to see them somewhat at their worst. That is true. And y'all, that's that's probably a hard thing that sometimes we we hear a lot and that doesn't seem to always happen. Especially you just need to be on guard about this if you've got a really short period of time that you've been together. And we are not saying that there is a certain length of time that determines this. But I think the problem is if it's really short, there are a lot of high emotions it may not give you time. Time 
qualifies and tells you the reality of the character. The problem is anybody can say to you what you want to hear, or anybody can say what they think would be their best Yeah, I mean, let's face it. When you're first in a relationship, you're on your best behavior. Absolutely. You don't really want them to see the warts, so to speak. Because you want them, yeah. You're trying to win them. You're trying to look as good as you possibly can. And so it's going to take some time, a lot of, in most cases, probably, again, to see the ups, the downs, reveal again what is underneath. And so you've got to give that time. Um, to really be able to evaluate that. Yeah, and so watch them. How do they treat other people, not yeah. just you? Yeah. How do they respond to, you know, their family members? How do they, you know, The old classic one was, ladies, watch, how does he treat his mom? I know. Boys, I hope you're listening. I and mean, so that's a powerful one. Yeah, for sure. So, um, number six, uh, it's a family package. And this uh, is one we've seen a whole lot more, and I think we've become more cognizant of since we started doing marriage ministry. Yeah, I think the reality is, unfortunately, in the last, over the last 60 years, maybe 60 to 80 years in our country, we have seen a change in what you would call the nuclear family. We've seen a change in divorce um, more single parents, um, more remarriage, blended families, half siblings, all that kind of thing. And so I think we're in a different time period where that's always been important with the family you came from because it does impact you so much. But I think because there's been so many changes to the family that I think when you start thinking, well, I'm marrying them and I'm choosing them. It doesn't matter about their family. Well, it does. And so if they've got a mom and a dad, or maybe they've got a mom and a stepfather and a dad and a stepmom, and they've got half siblings and a bunch of, you know, regular siblings and all that, that's a lot of dynamics, a lot going on. Yeah. And so the reality is, yes, you are marrying that person, that individual, But if you think that the other family relationships aren't going to have some kind of an impact on your family and on your marriage, you are just misguided. Yeah. It will. And there's going to be an impact. So just understand that and go in there with your eyes wide open. Right. I mean, again, I mean, somebody cannot control, if you would, their family of origin, but you choosing a partner for life need to just look at that and be mindful of of what some of those dynamics are and be willing to, like I said, ask the hard questions. Look very clearly at that. Okay, so that's six. Number seven, hey, prepare as much for the marriage as you're preparing for the wedding. Mm. And here's what I mean by this. You know, you think about all that goes into getting ready for that one day, the wedding, because people want it to be perfect, whatever that means. You know, you go Johnny just did his fingers in quotes. <laughs> you, you go through, yeah, you go through all the all the venues, and you're picking out that, and you're picking out a dress, and you're picking out, you know, all the stuff that goes in there. People get so engrossed and involved in that for the one day, and yet so often people don't focus on getting ready and preparing for the marriage, which is going to be a whole lot longer and more important. And so, what we really encourage you to do 
is to go through some type of premarital. We really encourage pre-engagement. That's because once you, before you're committed and put a ring on that finger, hey, make sure that this is the person that you want to go through life with. And, you know, we do premarital, we do premarital preparation. I can't even say that word. Uh, a lot of people think of it as premarital counseling, whatever they want to call it. But we really encourage you to find somebody to do that with. I would say two, two quick points on this. One, I would challenge you just you can do this in your head, probably if you're listening and you're in this season. Um, think about how many hours would you say you have spent or spent over your engagement moving toward a wedding day preparing for the wedding or wedding weekend and compare that to how many hours you spent doing any kind of marriage prep going to like Johnny said doing premarital preparation with another couple um, reading books talking about things um, really preparing for your life together and and see what that balance looks like Oh, and I think I forgot my other point. Oh, well. That's okay. And, you know, if you've listened to us, you may not have, but if you listened to us in the past, one of the things we most regret, even though our podcast is no regrets, is that we did not have great, we just didn't have great premarital prep at all. No. And so a lot of the things that we faced and came up against, we just weren't ready for them at all. Yeah. And that's what premarital preparation will help you do is be ready for those things that you're going to face in that marriage. All right. Number eight, and it almost seems crazy to say this, but then when you look at the statistics, you'll understand why. Yeah, you would like to think that believers aren't involved sexually before they get married, but the reality is 95% of young adults are sexually active before they get married. Mm. And so if you're one of those that happens to be engaging and you're in a sexual relationship, even if you're engaged, stop. <laughs> okay, four-letter word on that yeah. one. Quit having sex. And here's the reason I say this. Sex clouds your judgment. And sex mask problems in the relationship. Yeah. Because people think, hey, as long as we're having great sex, everything be is great. good. So what I'd really challenge you to do is take a moratorium on sex. Just go abstinent and then see what happens. Yeah. I guarantee you, if there's issues and there are problems, they're going to come to they're the They're going to show up. And again... And that way, you can make a wise judgment on hey, is this really the right thing for me to be doing? Yeah, and one of the reasons they talk a lot about that, unfortunately, statistically, the divorce rate is higher if you live together. And that, y'all, that's across the board. You can pick up a secular magazine that talks about marriage stuff, and it's going to tell you that. It's everywhere. Well, if you were just listening not long ago, I was, I was listening to a podcast the other day and was talking about they had a prayer breakfast in South Carolina. And... One of the speakers there was a female. She's a member of Congress. It's a prayer breakfast. She claims to be a Christian. And during her speech, she makes this comment about waking up in the morning with her boyfriend and her fiance and him trying to pull her back into bed. And the insinuation was there, which they're living together and they're in a sexual relationship. And unfortunately, it's almost become, oh, well, that's just common. 
It may be common, but it's not biblical and it's not wise. Well, and the thing is, what they say happens many times is once you are engaged sexually, it is ends up being maybe a and you're living together. It becomes a slide toward getting married. Married, maybe not a really decision. Decision to make, yeah. And and the problem is, as Johnny said, you just may mask something that you need to see. Yeah, and and if you're with somebody who says no, I can't, I can't stop. Do this, I can't do without that you. That ought to tell you something yeah. right there. And if it's they're not willing to wait they, for a little bit. Yeah then that'll tell you something right there about their character. And don't buy into it's because they want you so bad. Buy into they're not willing to delay to make certain and honor you and make certain this is a wise choice. All right. So we've gone through eight. Let's look at number nine, and then we'll head up and finish up with ten. Hey, don't ignore the counsel of others. You know, you read through the book of Proverbs. Now, Proverbs, they aren't commandments, but they are wisdom saying. It's like sitting down with your grandfather who's lived life, who's experienced life, or your grandmother, take your pick, and them saying, here, let me share a few things that I've learned over my long life. Some by my own mistakes, some by observation, but take this to heart. And one of the things it says is, do not ignore the counsel of others. One of those things it goes back to is especially the second one, think with your head, not your heart. A lot of times we get so wrapped up and in love it's a wonderful feeling to be head over heels in love with somebody. But a lot of times that impacts our judgment. And we don't see things that other people outside of it see clearly. Yeah. And and it's hard. It's hard if you're a friend and you're seeing things that really concern you about it. But if you're really a true friend and you have that safety zone with this person, you want to be honest. We have had a number of couples where they ended up saying to us, one or the other, the husband or the wife, my friends did try to tell me. My tr- my friends did try to say some things they saw, and I just didn't see it. I just didn't want to hear it. And now we're married, and now I know what they were talking about. So again, this isn't a wet blanket. It's just that if somebody, your family, your friends, if they're true concerns, and sometimes they may not be based in something that you need to heed but but at least take the time to evaluate you know if this person loves me truly and they care are they speaking truth to me and do i need to really take a step back and look at it all right so we've gone through nine real quick hey we talked about being equally yoked think with your head not your heart we talked about don't fall for the myth of the one hey character is important Talk about going through seasons, be seeing that person that you're with, that you're thinking about spending the rest of your life with in all sorts of situations, good, bad. Understand that it's a family package, that family of origin is going to have an impact here. Hey, the importance of preparing for the marriage as much as you do for the wedding. Get some premarital counseling or preparation. If you're having sex and you're not married yet, stop it. And make sure that it isn't just the sexual attraction that's keeping you connected there. The last one we just said, don't ignore the counsel of others. And then this, and I think every one of those other principles apply to anybody, believer or not a believer. The last one is really for believers, and that's keep the main thing the main thing. Hmm. Hey, we are created to know God, to enjoy a relationship with Him. 
If you're a Christian, Paul says you have been bought with a price. That means everything you are belongs to Jesus. And that includes your romantic life, your married life, your dating life, all of that. Keep him as the number one priority. Jesus said it best, Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God and then all these other things will be added unto you. They will fall into place as you're pursuing Christ. Man, he's gonna guide you, guide you step by step and he's gonna give you wisdom He's going to help you make that decision. Hey, is this a wise choice for me to make when it comes to this person I want to spend my life with? Because we wish you the best as you make that choice. So I know this is uh, this has been more for uh, those who aren't yet married. Or who are thinking of dating or thinking of getting married. Wherever you are, and again, if you have children, but our challenge to you, wherever stage you are in your relationship, is man, just keep on forging. 